What's up, guys? This is Kyle Edwards of the KME Edits Podcast. I'm joined by Brendan Chalucci, Boston Red Sox left-handed pitcher for their single-A affiliate. What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. Thank you for having me. No problem. I appreciate you joining me. This re- I, I really appreciate it, man. Of course. It's a pleasure to be here. So you were a first-team – you won first-team all-league honors your junior and senior year at Penn Charter. And then you were named your captain your senior year. And you also won all city honors. Take me through what that whole experience was like, being captain and all that. It was a it was a really great experience. Um, I mean, like going through my career at Penn Charter, I, I was uh, I've ch- I changed a lot. My freshman year, I didn't even make varsity. So being able to represent and be one of like the faces of the team was an incredible honor, especially with the talent we had. What do you think you kind of earned coaches respect? Not coaches respect, but when you're named when you were named the captain, were you kind of like, all right? This is my team now. Like I should be a, I'm a more, more big leader. Or um, absolutely, uh, actually no, because we, we did have several captains, and one thing was we had a lot of seniors that year, so all of us were leaders. Um, that was something I was honestly grateful for because there were some times where I didn't have my best stuff and. I always wanted to lead the team, but I also had the help of those around me. And you you said you played with a lot of great players. Are there any of them players that maybe helped you out along the way that you still keep in touch with? Or Absolutely. I mean, we, we had an incredibly talented group of guys. Um, you had Mike Ciani, who's with the Reds. Sammy Ciani, who's with the Pirates. Matt Gorman at Lipscomb University. Joey Lancelotti at... Um, North Carolina, there's just the, the list goes on, and uh, I especially was thankful for one of my best friends, or he is my best friend, Adam Holland. He went to Rutgers, um, and, and that guy's helped me through thick and thin, and he will always remain like my, my best friend. It doesn't matter whether I was at my highest or my lowest, he's always been there for me, and I'm incredibly grateful for him and also for all the other guys that I've uh, played with throughout my career. Now, when did you start playing baseball, like, seriously? I mean, I, I think I always really took it seriously throughout um, my life. It was always my favorite sport from when I was, when I could first pick <laughs> up a ball. Uh, um, so I knew that was what I wanted to do growing up, and um, I, I stuck to it. Was it, Is there any coach that you still keep in contact from either Penn Charter or before that? that really helped you uh yeah so my travel ball coach dave amaro i I stay in good contact with him he helped me through the recruiting process and just gave me an infinite amount of life lessons uh growing up and then my two coaches at penn charter um dave miller who's at lasalle university now and uh justin hanley who is my pitching coach that they both like they were both really hard on me because they knew I was what I was capable of, um, and they were hard on all of us. But it, it was just because it unlocked like kind of another level of our game that we were able to uh, accomplish, and um, it, it was a, it was a great way for them to kind of teach us to like go head first on on everything. Um, and yeah, the, the, those guys will forever uh, be. Um, like in contact or sorry I'll, I'll forever be in contact with because 
I'm so appreciative that they've kind of uh, always been there for me. Coaches really make an impact. They're like teachers. Yeah. They make an impact on your life forever. And the best part is, is those coaches weren't, uh, they, they weren't, they didn't have their, like, us around them to, like, they didn't, they didn't force us to do well so they could save their jobs or anything. They really wanted to turn us in to men, and that, that was something that, it was, it was so genuine, and we were all able to have success together while becoming better. Um, it was it was really an unforgettable experience being able to play with all of them. Is there, as a pitcher, do you think it's crucial to have a good relationship with, the, with your catchers, both on and off the field? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know that all the catchers that I've had good relationships with, it just makes it so much easier to uh, to throw to. I mean, my catchers at uh, Penn Charter were um, uh, Kenny Bergman, and then my senior year it was Gavin Zaborski, and those those guys I'm very I'm still close with to this day, and it just made it so easy to go out there with confidence because they knew that. Um, they could always be there for me, and I'd be there with them, and we were just kind of like a unit together. Now, through like the whole recruitment process going to college, was there? Did you ever have a dream school? Yeah. So my uh, my dream school was Miami, and I ended up committing there after my uh, sophomore year. Um, and it, it sometimes, I mean, things. Uh, things work out in that way, which is, which is always nice. But, uh, I, I learned a life lesson from coming from there because there was a situation that happened and it didn't turn out to be as great as I thought it would be. And, and that, that's just something I've made my peace with. And I ended up uh, committing to Tulane and Tulane was the best decision I ever made. I'm incredibly grateful that I was able to attend there. And, um, it was a great, balance of being able to have a good time while having great academics and also playing for a really great team. Now you just brought up Tulane University. When you first got there as a freshman, just be were you nervous that you weren't going to be as good or it wasn't going to work out? Um, in all honesty, yeah, I, I was nervous. I, uh, I, I came in um, as a as a freshman, and I, uh, in all honesty, and I'll be I'll be a hundred with you. Uh, I'll keep it like a hundred with you here. Um, I came in a semester late because I got into some trouble my senior year of high school, and I wasn't allowed to come to Tulane um, until the second semester. So I attended Tulane. My first step on campus was in January, and our first game was. February 18th. Okay. So everybody got to know each other. Everybody was together. And I come in as this guy feeling like he had to prove himself. And like that, that's fine. It's a learning experience and all, but I had a really tough freshman year. I, uh, I, I felt like I just had to prove it to the coaches, to the other players that I just didn't know as well. Um, because everybody had made relationships already. And I, I, I got in my own head about it, felt like I was trying to pitch for someone other than like myself and for the team, just trying to prove it, that I had the stuff. And it just kind of started snowballing. My, uh, I was unsuccessful one game, then even more unsuccessful the next game. And it turned out that they, uh, they didn't have confidence, to, and I, uh, I barely played that year. And when I did play, I, I pitched really badly. Um, and 
hit. Like that's an unfortunate experience, but we we always learn from those, and that's what's most important. Yeah, you can only learn from your mistakes. But then you, that off season, did you do anything different? Because your sophomore season, you played amazing. Yeah, I uh, my, that, so right after that season, I uh, I reflected a lot, and I went to summer ball uh, in Baltimore. And in, in Baltimore, I uh, I just kind of said, like, screw it. Just go out there and compete. That's all that matters is just being able to compete. And I went out and I pitched really well. At the end of the season, I, I was fortunate enough to be called up to the Cape Cod League. And in the Cape Cod League, we won the whole thing, uh, which was a blast. And then coming in back to Tulane after that, having my relationships with my teammates and being able to just have that confidence in myself to just go out and compete every time. That was something that was uh, very valuable and helped me be successful that next year. So now the Cape Cod League, that's like all college players from around the country, correct? Mm-hmm. It was some of the best college yeah. players. And in all honesty, some of the best hitters I've faced in my career. It was it was a really good uh, experience, and uh, the pitching coach there really helped me um, around with my mechanics and stuff like that to where I really made a jump in my velocity. And now going back to your freshman year, when you said you didn't have really any confidence in yourself to pitch. Mm-hmm. Now I know like pitchers go through slumps all the time, but is it like is that real? When you you can't pitch, you just feel like you. Yeah, man. I mean, it feels like everything's going like a thousand miles an hour. It was uh, it was an unfortunate situation, but at the end of the day, like I said, I'm glad I went through it. Um, I uh, and, that, and that's why I really started to be very interested in the mental game and really started to work on that. Even like, uh, and it's just as important as being like really strong or throwing really hard as being able to have a really strong um, mental side of pitching. And, uh, I mean, I, I believe it's like that for hitting and for any other sport, too. Um, but at, at that time, it was, a, it was a really hard time for me. I, I was questioning if I even should, like, continue playing baseball, but I'm glad I stuck it through and happy it led me to where I am today. So your sophomore year, you came in for relief in 27 games. Do you think... Because your freshman year, you only played in seven games. Do you think the more playing time you get, the better you get to get into a groove and start like feeling the grip of the ball better and all that? Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing that was tough was uh, like my freshman year, I had so much pressure every time I pitched, not only because I put the pressure on myself, but also because I was pitching like in a game every two weeks. And that's why everything started to speed up because I was like, trying so hard to be able to like do so much at once but being able to go into um a weekend like series knowing that look uh if i don't pitch today i'll probably pitch tomorrow and like maybe i'll pitch two times this weekend it's uh it's a nice confidence to have because you know that like like hey though like I'm, I'm i'm a guy that can go out there and compete for this team and uh i know that they're confident in me as well as i am in myself so you finish your sophomore year, the MLB draft comes around. Did you have like was there was there teams calling you, like saying, "Hey, you're gonna get drafted. Like we're gonna we have interest in you." Um, I did have um, a good amount of like meetings with teams or and talked to them before 
the the draft came up, and uh, I, I was I was very fortunate enough to um, be able to be in that situation. Um, most of them like would have um, gone through uh, my advisor, um, and he would kind of update me on the situation. And then um, yeah, when when the when the draft came around, I wasn't really sure where I would have gone because I was a sophomore, and uh, I eventually. Uh, on the third day, got called by the Red Sox. It was funny. I was, I was by myself at home because my parents had to work, and I was just sitting there, like not knowing what to do with myself because I was like, "Oh my God, that, that's the team I grew up rooting for just drafted me." <laughs> Couldn't be more excited. So, I was just gonna say, take me. Did Did they call you and say we're gonna go draft you with this pick? Or did you find out right on the TV screen? Um, no, I. Uh, they called me. The the scout that I had talked to said, "Hey, we're gonna pick you in the twelfth round," and I, I, it was it was an unbelievable feeling where I was like, I, I, uh, "It's been a long road," but and and like a, like it was through college, there have been a lot of ups and downs, but I like that this is this is another step, and it's the the story's far from over, but. Being able to say that I got drafted was something that was really special. Yeah, and now with the um, MLB draft, no matter when you get drafted, you can decide to still play in college, correct? Um, like, did you have a chance to go back to Tulane, or did you already declare? Oh yes, when I so I had, I had a chance to go back to Tulane. I actually had to make that decision. Uh, whether it was go back for my junior year or go play for the Red Sox, and I just uh, I just felt like it was time. I, I think it was a little bit of a sign that my, it was my favorite team that drafted me, and I, I I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I don't want to wait another year to get uh, to get going. I wanna I wanna be a professional baseball player. It, it was a really it was really good. It was a hard decision because. All the people that have coached me have played with me at Tulane. I, I really truly love, and um, but I, I believe at the end of the day it was the right decision. So you get drafted by the Red Sox, then you decide I'm going to go play professional ball. What happened then? Because then now you're owned by someone. Did you get like flown out to sign? Like what happened with all that? So I went and uh, up to Lowell, which is where. It's about 30 minutes north of Boston, and that was where the short season A team that I played for was uh, for the rest of that year. And I went into the offices and signed the papers, and that was another unbelievable experience. Be like being in the locker room and stuff. And I'm like, hey, like this is my <laughs> new home. This is where I'll I'll play um, as a professional baseball player. And then uh, right after that, we got to work. And what was it like the first time you pitched? for a while oh it was it was actually a really interesting experience uh it was away we were um in staten island against the yankees and the yankees do not the fans do not take it easy on us um so i was i was a little nervous i'm not gonna lie and in the bullpen um the bullpen is on the field down the right side of the uh down, down the right field line and uh, like so the fans are right there they're like talking to me chattering 
and my last warm-up pitch, I spiked it, and my catcher thankfully caught it because if he didn't, it would have gone all the way down and like <laughs> interfered with the game. So, but I came in the game, and it, it was good. I uh, I pitched well. I got my like my first professional strikeout, my first inning. Um, nobody scored, and, and that was all. Um, and I ended up. It was funny. My first start, I ended up getting the win. So it was it was really cool, and then uh, it was a nice little start to a good season. So when you first got that first strikeout, first win, is that when you realized like I made it, like I can compete in this league? Um, honestly, no. I mean, like there's there, there's still gonna be there's always gonna be things that I need to work on, need to get better at. Um, I, I, I did know I was always confident in my capabilities to come in and be like, hey, like. I can take these guys on. I can be better than um, uh, I can be better than the guy that's in the box. Um, but yeah, there's always there's always going to be more work to be done. So then you finish your season with them. Then the coronavirus happens. You were supposed to have another season, correct? And then yeah, corona- absolutely. I, I was uh, planning on going to uh, Greenville, which was the next level up uh, for the Greenville Drive. And um, we, in the middle of spring training, it was actually the day before our first spring training game against uh, the Twins, uh, was when they sent us home. And it was tough because I was throwing, I, I had worked really, really hard on the offseason. And um, I, I was pitching really well at spring training, so I was super excited. But hey, we can't worry about what we can't control. And, um, uh, they sent us home, unfortunately. Yeah, but I was uh, I was very excited for this year. So now, are you going to play for Greenville this year coming up? I'm not sure. I mean, that's another thing that's out of my control. It's all up to the organization. But all I can really do is just go out and work hard and be the best pitcher I can be for them. If you were on the Red Sox MLB team, would you have opted out or would you have played during this season? Oh, I would have absolutely played. Okay. There, there, there's not a chance that I, <laughs> I the, if I had the choice, I would not play baseball. <laughs> so, when you played for Lowell, you did really well. Then the corona happened. And then I found out that you played with, like, a bunch of neighborhood guys in a league. And there was, like, a miscommunication with the Red Sox uh, about, so like, the... It was actually... It, it, was, it was honestly my fault for not being... 100% transparent I should have called them immediately but we started like to stay in, in pitching shape uh, uh, we started doing live AVs where we would get a bunch of guys together I'd throw to them um, and they'd try and like hit off me obviously and then we uh, joined a men's league we were called the Juice Pigs it was, a, it was a lot of fun probably the most fun I've had playing baseball in a lot of like a long time um <laughs> And uh, what happened was when I like when they announced I was playing, um, the Twitter said signed, as if I'd like signed a piece of paper. And my uh, organization got worried that I had signed something, but I didn't sign anything. Um, yeah. I just agreed to play with a nice uh, a nice men's league team, and we had a we had a really good time playing that year. It kind of. Brings you back to like when you're a little kid just playing, you're just having fun. Absolutely. It was 
was unfortunate though because I got um, I got kicked out of the league for playoffs because they said it's unfair that there's a professional <laughs> on their team. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm not gonna step in the way of like playoffs. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take I'll take out or I'll, I'll opt out. So is there? Have you begun? Have you begun training for this season coming up yet? Or have you? Yeah. I mean, you probably always train all year round, just consistently. So right now, I'm down in Florida at Instructs. Instructs is kind of like a fall spring training, and it's nice because um, we didn't know if we would have it, and they invited um, they invited a portion of our uh, organization down, a lot of younger guys, um, so that we could get some work in um, mm-hmm. for the for the season and like work with the coaches and stuff like that and we recently um like like, uh a day or two days ago took our COVID tests we're in quarantine right now and we will um and we will be down here for six weeks and then probably shut down for a little bit and then start getting ready for the next season is there any MLB stadium that you would like get chills if you were pitching in Probably any stadium, but like any particular yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, I would say Fenway Park. Um, <laughs> I, I actually have pitched there before, but not with like a full crowd okay. in the in the stadium. So, I uh, I think honestly, I mean, any stadium where there's thirty thousand people looking down on you, that that that's probably going to give you the chills. Uh, that'll be an unreal experience to say the least. But I mean, also. Uh, Citizens Bank Park because like that's Hometown. you know I have a lot yeah. of f- family and friends at that game so that those would probably be the big two is there any player in the MLB that you kind of mile your game after like as a pitcher or just like I uh I mean not like really the mechanical side but I love the mental side of Max Scherzer um because that, that man is an animal. He just goes after everybody, and that's that's exactly what I try and do. I just try and go in there and say, like, there's like just go after whoever's in the box. It doesn't matter who it is. And then also um, uh, Jose Fernandez, um, rest in peace. But he, I, uh, I really love him because I don't think I've ever seen someone who's had so much fun pitching. Mm-hmm. and just like enjoyed the game as much as he did so something like it is a job at the end of the day but it's also like it's a game you, mm-hmm. you should always enjoy it I really like the um Reds pitcher Bauer Bauer's the man yeah he's yeah. always he's always getting into it yeah he's, he's hilarious he also uh he's also been able to bring a lot of fun back to baseball yeah. like like he, he wears like these like custom cleats mm-hmm. and like gets hype and all this stuff and like uh his vlogs are awesome too so he's bringing a lot of fun back to baseball what is um what's your opinion on the uh houston astros like I, it was a rough year for uh, them it's not in my control my biggest thing is uh i would never hit someone on purpose that's that that's not my thing um i'd probably rather try and strike them out yeah like, uh, in the past I mean I'm sure they're 
they're good guys. So they've just made mistakes, as we all have in life. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to like think about. Like if if there were if you were pitching against them and they knew your signs, and it's a little bit unfair. But I mean, at the end of the day, they just they, they make mistakes as we all do. I just think it's funny how they had the whole team in on it. Like, yeah. how one person wasn't like, no, like, we're not doing this. But yeah, there's, I mean, I think, like, it's, it's crazy. pretty ridiculous yeah. how, how, like, no one ever found out about it, too. Yeah. There's never someone who spoke up about how it's wrong. But, hey, we live and learn. Yeah. I think they really lucked out without having any fans. Because if there were fans, they would have yeah. got Oh, that would have been brutal. <laughs> <laughs> they would have got booed at every stadium. Is there any hitter that you would love to pitch against, past or present, like maybe like your all-time favorite player? I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to face Mike Trout. Like that. That man is. He's a different breed. He he can uh, he can really hit the ball, and I think. Um, I think being able to like go up and challenge him. Like not not try and pitch around him, just just go after him as uh, as I always like to do, would be something that would uh, be be a really good feeling. And also, I really love I love watching Tim Anderson play. White Sox, um, right? He, he's just electrifying, and he he really the stuff he does is really awesome. So, um, being able to go up against him would be a really awesome uh, feeling. Yeah, I like um Acuna from the Braves. He's, Acuna is awesome. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's like he, he's a real regular five tool player, and then also uh, I think I mean he's pretty young, so hopefully if I make it up to the bigs, I'll be able to face him a lot. But Fernando Tatis, that guy is uh, he is taking the MLB by storm. Yeah. What do you, who do you think's gonna win it all this year? Jeez. That's a that's a tough one. I don't know. I mean, or you could give me your NL championship winner and your AL. If that makes it easier. I was kind of hoping the Reds would yeah go, go, go all the way because I love Bauer. I love Amir Garrett. Um, I, in all honesty, I hope the White Sox win it all. I don't know. Are they still in it? Like I I kind of haven't been watching too much baseball because we we've been in uh. We've been in, like, figuring out all this testing stuff. But uh, if the White Sox are still in it, I'll definitely root for them. And uh, besides that, I'm a big fan of a lot of the guys on the Dodgers. Um, and I kind of feel bad also yeah. because they lost it to the, uh, the Astros the year that the Astros were cheating. But guys like like I grew up watching Kershaw pitch. I'm a huge fan of Walker Bueller. Mookie Betts used to be with us. Big fan of him. Cody Ballinger. So I'd say it would be a really good matchup, White Sox versus Dodgers. Yeah, I, I can only imagine if, if Houston wins it all again. Because now, like, what do you even do? The fact that they snuck into the playoffs, yeah. too. Altuve bat, is bat 215, and they still snuck in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I, tough. I used to like him a lot. Yeah. But now that it, oh, this came out, I don't know if I can really like him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I had a good time talking to you. That's all. Yeah, it was a blast. Thank you for having me. No problem, man.
This is Kyle Ayers with KME at its podcast. I was just joined by Brendan Chalucci, Boston Red Sox pitcher. 